and welcome to our podcast series. This episode is being recorded in the spring of 2022, where unfilled vacancies are a thing. Many employers are setting out to hire someone, then finding they fail to do so. I can attest to that. Uh, So we ask, what are the special factors at play that account for this? With me, I am pleased to have Anthony Haynes, Communications Director of FJ Wilson Talent Services. Hi, Anthony. Greetings, Sharon. So let's dive right in. Failing to hire is always a potential problem. But why is it especially a problem right now? Is it just me? No, I think, I mean, there are perennial factors. I mean, there are reasons why employers might fail to hire someone at any time. But I think there are a number of factors that are particularly topical. The one I'd mention, first of all, is the duration of the hiring process. So you make a decision that you want to hire someone, then you take time to appoint a recruitment company or get the advert out and then arrange the interviews and then have the interviews and then um, make a decision and then make an offer and that last part about how long does it take you to get from interviewing someone to actually getting an offer into their hands or into their inbox is crucial and if there's a sort of complex approval process so you have to wait while a person or a committee approves it you might well find that when you get the offer out, the candidate says, well, actually, I've taken an offer from someone else. So being slick and decisive in the later stages of the recruitment process, very important. Absolutely. And that's so very true, because otherwise you end up in these um, sort of counteroffer battles, don't you? Yes, um, indeed. And, and what is the next factor? Well, I'm going to mention what sounds like an obvious one, which is salary level. Which It's not news to anyone that that's a factor in recruitment. But uh, in particular, I'm thinking of inflation. And in fact, to be even more precise, I'm thinking of inflationary expectations. Because when inflation is very low, it's not really in the forefront of people's minds. But when inflation is high, and indeed, as it seems to be at the moment, not only high, but rising, then it's very much in people's consciousness. And so people are conscious of their, not only their current salary, but they know when when it's going to be reviewed and they're making calculations about, well, how much can I expect? You know, what do I think I'm going to be on in, say, six months' time? So adjusting salary levels for inflation is really important. Now, one of the things that happens there is you sometimes find companies trying to fudge things. So they haven't reviewed a salary bound for a while, and they think, well, I better put it up because inflation, let's put it up 2%. And maybe the relevant inflation over that period is 5%. Well, that, that that's not going to work. I don't think you can buck the market at a time when people are aware of inflation. That's such a good point. And especially now, right? Um, and so we've talked about, you know, the duration of how long it takes to make an offer, salary levels. What else? I think location has emerged as a big issue. Uh, and in more than one way, I, I mean, primarily what I mean by that is at the levels that we work at as a recruitment company, which is medium to senior levels. I can't remember last time I worked in a role where there wasn't at least an element of remote working. Mm. And uh, most people seem to want at least some remote working. I think a key point there is to have clarity about, well, what's on offer and what isn't. 
So sometimes people are a bit fuzzy and they say, well, it's uh, two days in the office, but then, of course, you know, they're a senior person, so they kind of need to be around. And if you're a candidate in that situation, you think, well, how many days commuting am I committing to then? Is it two days or is it four days? What's it going to be like in the end? So there are going to be different optimum levels for remote working, according to the context. But the key point is to have clarity. Like, yeah, we could we could offer this, but we're not going to offer that. Mm-hmm. So both sides know what the deal is. The other way in which location is important, which is I find quite an interesting one, is the question of where you interview people. Interesting. Never thought of that. I mean, a lot of employers want to interview on their premises, and there are good reasons for that. I mean, one is, well, the candidate gets to do the commute, and then they can decide, well, is that actually doable? You know, are they going to live with that commute each each week? And also, sometimes employers have uh, impressive offices and, and nice work locations, and actually they want the candidate to feel that, come, come to their you know fantastic office and uh and i think oh i'd like to work here and also sometimes employers have good atmospheres in the office and you know sometimes you go into a workplace and you can feel it can't you You can just feel like it feels confident or it feels good humored or whatever and they actually want the candidate to come in and feel that thing oh i'd like to work here so i can quite see why employers are usually usually favor in-person interviews but we've done some case studies with candidates and quite often candidates say, well, actually, we rather like virtual interviews. And there's something there about that they report a sense of being more in control and perhaps more on a level playing field with the employer. So, uh, you know, when you go in for an interview and you have to kind of time it so you get there a few minutes before or not too soon, and then you have to kind of sit around rather awkwardly somewhere, and then you're not quite sure where it is you're supposed to sit or the chair might not actually be very comfortable. Whereas when you're doing it in your home office and you're used to working on Zoom or whatever technology, you often feel like I'm more in control of the situation there. So I think I don't think there's a right answer here, but it's something to be thought about and possibly even negotiated where you do the interview. I actually couldn't agree more. I, I thought it was an interesting one, but when I think back to sort of my experience, especially during the pandemic, there is something different about being interviewed at home versus going in mm. um, and what adds to the nerves sometimes. But but it's true, it's finding that balance. Um, and what other factors are there? I think time is mm. the other big factor. And again, I think it affects it, things in more than one ways. There's a lot of interest in flexi time. And so I think it's now some employers are able to offer more flexi time than others. I mean, it's not a straightforward calculation. But again, I think clarity about, well, what is the deal? How much flexibility and what constraints are there on the actual hours of the work uh, is important. And then annual leave. So when I say time, what I'm really thinking is candidates are now putting a greater value on time than they were, let's say, two years ago. And so when they receive an offer and they're looking at the overall remuneration and benefits package, a lot of people are giving more weight to this. So, for instance, um, I worked with a company recently where their annual leave allowance is about four days higher than normally be the case of other companies. Actually, that's a major, be- you know, that that's an attraction. Absolutely. And they weren't they weren't really making a big deal of it. And you think, no, actually, go on, put that forth. <laughs> yes, please. You know, that real selling point. 
Absolutely. It's so true. I mean, I, I think back and I was looking at a job spec the other day, not the other day, some years ago. And what stood out for me was the fact that you had your birthday off. Forget everything yes. else on the job spec. I was like, oh, wow, this is a nice company. Um, yes. Excellent. Thank yes. you, Anthony. Yes. So, yes. so we have, you know, just in summation, we're looking at the duration of how long it takes before you make that offer. So you want to be mindful of that. Um, salary levels, the location, being clear on if you do have a hybrid or remote working, especially in the pandemic, right? We've all learned mm. to adapt. Some of us are so used to it now. Um, tread taking the train, mm. but you want to have yes. that clarity. <laughs> and then the location in terms of sort of looking at where you interview candidate whether yes. they come into yes. the office or virtually and then finally time and whether it's flexi time annually but make sure that you do highlight those um, employee benefits that stand out to other organizations yes. thank you um, if our listeners want to get some more information are there any resources you'd recommend Yes, I'm going to be rather immodest and recommend one of our own podcast episodes. Although I, at least I can say it wasn't me. Or I wasn't featured on this podcast. You were though. Um, you mentioned earlier. You mentioned earlier the, the risk of counter offers, and on our podcast recruitment in the modern world, one of our earlier episodes is for specifically aimed at employers, and it's it's about how to manage the risk of counter offers. Excellent, and it, and it really is. If I might be not so modest really great tips in there um thank you very much anthony it's always a pleasure thank you Cheryl. and thank you to our listeners we'll see you on our next podcast mm-hmm.